On today's show, let's talk about some trades, some trade rumors out there. I've got Matt Moore from the Action Network. We're going to talk about Kyle Kuzma, P.J. Washington, Andrew Wiggins, all the rumors going around right now. Who's the best fit for the Mavs, and what do these teams even want for the, Ma- for the these players? Talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here loyalty never fades away and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick engstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network your team every day thanks for being part of the show make it locked on mavs your first listen today with the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day leave a five-star review like the video comment anything below let me know of all the players we talk about today that means you got to listen to the whole thing. Sorry. You can't just comment after not hit. After all the players to talk about, which one do you want the Mavericks to trade for the most? And make your case. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your $5 bet wins. Put it down. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And joining me from the Action Network, LockedOn NBA, LockedOn Nuggets, my colleague and friend, what you got for me, Matt Moore? Hey, man, I'm glad to be on with you. I'm glad that I'm going to be on a, a Mavericks podcast and not have to deal with everyone being angry about takes. So, like, just we just talk trades. Just don't check fine. your comments later. <laughs> It'd be nice. I get a non-hater episode of, of me on a Mavericks podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have to talk about Luca. We don't have to talk about any of that no. kind of stuff. None of the takes will be flying. But, yeah, we'll talk about all kinds of trades. I've got a bunch of players. We'll play, what about this guy? What about this guy? And we'll just go through. Matt's got... You know, sources across the league and is hearing things about some players. So we'll we'll hear kind of a national perspective on what teams are wanting for these players and then which one he thinks could help the Mavs the most. And so let's we'll work through them. Player that's coming up the most, at least for Mavs fans, is Kyle Kuzma. You're either in the camp that Kyle Kuzma is terrible or that Kyle Kuzma could really help this team. Everybody get over yourselves. He would actually help the Mavs. And so let's start with the the wizard side of it. What do the Wizards want for Kyle Kuzma? They're shopping him. It seems like you know, they asked for two first earlier. That was reported. And then it's like, you know, the athletic reported that maybe that's overblown. The truth's probably somewhere in the middle about what they want. What's your sense on what they would even want for Kyle Kuzma? Yeah. So a lot of this, I think we'll talk about today is the way that these things are negotiated both privately and then in public through, through leaks. Right. So the two first rounders, I think is the like, Hey, this is where we're going to start from. And no one ever expects to get what you start from in a negotiation. <laughs> and so probably not that, but what I do think the wizards are going to want is they're going to want a player that they believe can directionally help them in terms of a long-term plan. Like they are so, reorienting so anybody? Around, around like a long-term, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> a long-term like kind of solution. So, you know, they're not going to, I guess the, the best way I think to kind of look at this is like, they're not like, Ooh, you know what, what would really make us complete is Tim Hardaway jr. Like that. No. Right. Like they're not going to be like, Ooh, Maxi Kleba. All right. Like now right. we're good to go. So like you're talking, you're talking Jaden Hardy, you're, sure. you're talking. Oh, Max, Green. You're, yep. you're talking Josh Green. Like that's the three guys that you could be talking about like a first. And one of those guys, the problem with that is like, okay, so that might be like the Mavericks best reasonable offer for Kyle Kuzma. I, I don't know that that's going to be the best offer that they can get for Kyle Kuzma. And it's not even so much about the best offer, right? Because that may be the best offer. It's not like people are beating down the door for coups right now. I think it's more of like, you have to be able to take that, assess it internally, come to, this is a deal that helps us go forward. And then ownership be like, yes, I like the idea of trading Kyle Kuzma for these players. 
and that combination is difficult um, before we get into all the mechanics of, okay, does it work under the salary cap? And like, what does this mean for their future expenses? One thing I will say based off of what I've heard about Dallas is that I think Kuzma would be a good fit in that he is on contract. Like this is not a team I think that is looking for guys that are on expirings or going to be unrestricted this year, next year. They don't want guys that it's like, hey, this could be a really hefty contract for a lot of years, unless it's obviously like a player that, that you know is worth it. That changed the equation. But most of the guys I think Dallas is going to look for is guys that they're looking for that are on like, okay, they're on sizable contracts because they're really good players. We're willing to take on a sizable contracts, but what we don't want to do, like one of the things I heard was that with the Pascal Siakam talk, that that was a sticking point. It was like, Dallas was not interested in me. We like, just did yes. this. <laughs> like we'll trade for, for Pascal Siakam. We'll trade all of our assets and then we'll give Pascal this massive new deal. That was not what they were looking for. So in that respect, I think Kuz makes sense. I'm just not sure on the wizard side, if they're going to look at it and go like, Oh yeah, like Jaden Hardy and cap filler and a pick. Great. That's probably not going to elicit it, but it depends on what their urgency is at the deadline and moving Kuzma. Yeah. And his contract is descending. That's, that's been yeah. one of my big things. It's like he fits a couple of the things the Mavs are looking for in terms of, He's not old. He's like 28. He's 6'9", so he's not small. Those are two things. Not old and not small. Those are the things that the Mavs really need. He yeah. can get his own shot, which the Mavs need. Luka and Kyrie miss games. Kyrie misses a lot of games, and so they need somebody else to be able to get a shot like that. The contract is ascending $25 million this year, 23 21 and 19 over the next three years after that. So that's a big positive. That means your percent of the cap just keeps going down. And so it's one that kind of makes sense. And the, the, the piece that you mentioned, the Mavs could give up. If they think that Kyle Kuzma could take could help them take that step forward. What's your sense on Kuzma as a player, though? One of the biggest arguments me and Mavs fans get into, and I was looking at the comments today about it. Uh, I keep saying he's had defensive moments in his career, right? Like when he was on that Lakers team that won the title, I felt like he was a solid defensive player. Then he goes to the Wizards, as many players who go to the Wizards, like just lose it. It just seems like they aren't impactful on defense. But what's your sense on how he could help the Mavs on that end, but then also the offensive end, too? Okay, so um, a couple things here. One, I would go further than you and actually say he was really good defensively before the Lakers traded him. Like, I thought he was really good. He's versatile. He gets up into guys. He's physical. He'll contest. When he is locked in, he plays really he's, – he, yeah. he's a really good defender. So, th in my opinion, there are three types of guys in terms of effort. There's guys that give high effort every single game and take pride in their defensive approach. That is not a high percentage in the league right now. But or, those or guys of are maps ones, or of maps players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like that's, you know, those guys are the, the really talked about like high level defenders. Then there are guys that are good if they're in a position where it benefits them to do so. Yeah. If they have team goals, if the team, particularly if there are bonuses tied to team goals, mm. like if they get more money, if the team makes a conference finals, um, but also just like, oh, okay, this is a year in my career in which I'm committed to that. And if not, if it's if you're in a year where it's like you're just playing basketball to get paid, why are you going to burn yourself out physically on that end when there's no point? This is the entire problem with the Wizards construct is every single player on that roster, every single player on that roster knew that no one is going. No, they're not going to do anything as a team, <laughs> that no one was going to be there long term, that everyone is tradable, that they're transitioning, that nothing was going to be this. Like when you put guys in that position, but you, come coach the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you put guys in that position, it's not fair then to be like, right. why? You know, some guys will go there and be dogs because that's how they're wired. You put Pat Beverly on the Wizards and he's going to be a dog Yeah, because Pat doesn't have any other any other gear. His problem is that he doesn't have any any other gear. And then you have like the lower level guys, which is like Jordan Poole, where it's just like, no, no matter what, they're going to be like, they're the same dude. Like they just don't care. Right. 
Kuz is firmly in that second group where I think we've seen now he didn't take what he learned with the Lakers and be like, I'm going to set the tone. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to like, I'm going to give this great effort defensively lock in and be an anchor for these guys. Like I'm not, I'm going to make sure that I equip myself. He's like, no, no, I got paid. I I'm here to get, to get paid to play basketball. We're not going to do anything. I'm going to get my points. We're just going to go through the games. It's fine. And he knew that when he resigned. And honestly, like if you're the wizards and you offer Kyle Kuzma that money, and he says, yes, I would love to sign that deal. You should be like, wait, why? <laughs> like, that, that's the first thing that you should ask. But for Dallas, he would be in a position where he's like, I'm playing with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Like, we have a legit, like, we this team can make the, made the conference finals. Like, I got Luka, right? He, he would re-engage. And he's not going to be, like, he won't be as good as I, I don't think, like, DFS was. Yeah. Right? Because, like, DFS, when he was good, the one year, was, like, elite. Like, two years, maybe. Um he was he was really high level yeah he probably won't be that level but he'll be good enough to where and the the biggest thing is just like um the glaring absence of the money that was paid to grant williams this season would then be like oh okay okay like that's this is more of like what we were looking for he would be very much i think that and it would provide a very nice um another weapon especially when you consider like oh two-man game luca Derek lively Kyrie spacing with Kuzma as as a spacer yeah. or a finisher on the inside in, in in duck ins, really good. Plus, when Lively's not on the court, now you could be like, hey, you know, we may have one of the other bigs like Dwight or whoever on the floor, but we're gonna run one four pick and roll with Kyrie and Kuz, and that will work too. So like he he would he would fill in a lot of the gaps. He's not like like OG would have been like the perfect component, and yes. it would have cost them everything that they have, and they couldn't have gotten him anyway. But Kuzma's like a really solid upgrade for that. That's also another deal that you can move on from later. There it is. Take the step forward, I think. I, I think that if if they believe in that and if they can get him and it doesn't cost like too much, then I don't know. Take the step forward. Because who are you waiting for this summer? There's maybe some answers, but I don't know. We'll see. I want to talk about a couple other wizards. Denny Abdia, Daniel Gafford, a couple of the other wings out there. Talk about that with Matt Moore coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds that you can check out for the Super Bowl. I know. I'll be sitting my butt down, counting all the times Taylor Swift is on TV. If you want to put down some money on the actual game itself, I don't think they have any props on like how many times Taylor Swift no, is on TV. Do not. They, they don't? I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're, maybe I should bring you in for this. <laughs> I can't can. do that. Can't do that. Lots of good you, props, though. You can you can bet on the coin toss and who wins the coin toss. So you can hedge your bet on both, on both sides of it. Tied at half. That's the one. Tied at half. So there you go. Check it out. Also, check out the Parlay Hub. They have all kinds of built parlays if you're not – you don't want to sit there and try and figure it out and like make your own. They've got them all set up for you. So go check it out, fanduel.com. And when you put down a $5 bet, if that one wins, you can get $200 in bonus bets if that one wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to support the show, go the step further. I'm doing a mailbag right now on subtext. The only way you can get mailbag questions in is if you text me. You can subscribe, check it out, see what it's like. I send extra notes and stats on game days. I send extra video reviews, all kinds of stuff that I do on subtext. I've almost done this for a year. That's kind of wild to me. So I appreciate those that have been on there for a year. But jump in now, subtext, click the link or text the number. All right, Matt Moore, let's get into some more players, some more Wizards players, because there's only a few sellers, it feels like, it feels like right now, and the Wizards seem to be one of them. Denny Abdia is a player that I've been kind of looking at. There have been some rumors that, like, maybe the Wizards are maybe opening to at least, like, listening to offers on him, and 
to me, the Mavs need to take at least some kind of calculated risks in these because they don't have the most that they can that, that teams can offer, right? So th- if they go up against you know the same player that the Thunder want, there's no way they're going to beat the Thunder in any kind of trade. So they got to take some kind of calculated risks. Denny Avdia to me could be a bigger wing type that can handle the ball a little bit that would be a good defensive option for the Mavericks. What's your take on what they would potentially want for Denny Avdia? So that one's interesting. Um, what I've consistently kind of heard is that they are not necessarily urgent in moving off of Avdia. Sure. It sounds like they're not urgent in moving off of um, even the most, the funniest one to me is kind of Tyus Jones where they really just want like a first. That's what they want. They want first for Tyus Jones. Um, there's an offer out. I know from one team for multiple second rounders for him. And they're still trying to wait to get that up to a first with Avdia. He kind of fits along with some of their other guys, Kispert, uh, some of the other young guys. Yeah. They don't seem very interested in giving up the young dudes because I think that what they want to do is they want to get another young guy. And then you have kind of all those guys on the same trajectory. And to be honest, like it's cheap. And so then you're able to then when they're up for extension and Avdia will be up, I think maybe next year. Um, say, then you're he, able- he got one, right? Cause he's on that yeah. weird, like poison pill. So yeah, yeah, he's on the poison pill extension that I think is, is one of those things where it's like, all right, you got him on a pretty good deal here going forward. Um, I don't think they're necessarily looking to, to move him actively. Now that said, like if they just decide to shake everything up and that maybe the decision is they look at the season and go totally different direction. Um, I would imagine that they're still probably going to be looking. That's what's kind of weird is like Tyus Jones is a much better player and they want one first for him. And then it's like, is Denny Avdia better than Tyus Jones? No, but would they want a first for him? Probably because yeah. he's he's young and they always want like young guys. They're always going to want first for um, that said, if you're willing to give it like, I would think that a first would probably get you at least in the door on that conversation with it's obviously could be a lot less for Avdia than it is for Kuzma. If they decide to move off the young, the young guys, that's kind of the question. And they're kind of in a weird spot where they don't have a coach. <laughs> so like, how do they know what the future of their, yeah. And they don't, you know, I mean, the, big, the biggest problem with the wizards, is like they don't have a direction. Yeah, right. And right. so, I mean, I think that's one of the things that, that makes them interesting as a trade partner is that they might be open to a lot of different possibilities. And so they might also be willing to take on your contracts. Like to me, the Wizards seem like a really great third team to get involved. If it's like, Hey, we want to acquire somebody and they don't want Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay. So let's call the Wizards and maybe they'll take, they'll take THJ for additional draft compensation, which is what they should do. Yeah, the last the last wizard I want to talk about that's brought up to me a lot is Daniel Gafford. Does he yeah. fit in that young guy's range? He's 25, and he's he's on a, a pretty decent deal too. Uh, maybe a lot for a backup center, but like that's where I think that like the lockdown wizards guys have always said he he'd be best as a backup center somewhere, mm-hmm. like the Isaiah Hartenstein role. Like he would just be best there, and like the Mavs have a big need for that, and he would start yeah. some games when Lively is out after he gets his nose broken or ankle like stepped on or whatever. Like he's just had some weird injuries. What's your take on Daniel Gafford? Would they be willing to trade him? Is he part of that young guys group? So what I've heard on him is that he is available, that there's a, but the problem I think for him is you're going to get, there's a lot of bidders for him. Sure. Um, Backup center is now that Siakam and OG got moved. Backup center to me is probably the most sought after position in the, in the market right now. Like I hear a lot of like, Kelly Olenek is the one that everyone's calling about and trying to figure out what the market's going to be from him for Utah. Um, everyone's kind of looking at those kind of situations. Uh, Gafford is a guy that I've heard um, a lot of teams linked to. I know that the Pelicans have called about him. I know that uh, the Mavericks, I know, have called uh, about him, but they're uh, it's just 
taken temperature to, to gauge the market. Yeah. Uh, I do think Gafford is probably gettable. And I think that Gafford is probably gettable for less than most would think for a starting caliber. He's a starting caliber in that he starts, right? Best as a backup. Um, that would probably be a really good acquisition. If the market, if nobody else goes for him, like if the Pelicans reorient or just like, we're just going to keep him because what I hear about the Pelicans is like, uh, they would very much like to move JV uh, and get a yes, long term yeah. replacement for him that lines up age wise with Ingram and Zion mm. and Gafford would fit that pretty well there. Um, so actually I kind of think that JV would be a perfect fit with Dallas as like a backup, like get him behind lively. Yeah. He would be like, why am I coming off the bench? But still he would kill in that role. Um, Jason, Jason Kidd would be like, did you say something? I can't, I can't understand <laughs> your accent. And then he wait, would just yeah, look, a, then he would look away. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think Gafford would, would be a, a really quality pickup and i think that that's one where it's like hey if you're willing to move up jaden hardy like jaden hardy and a pick is probably within the range of what you can probably get for gafford um that i don't th let me put it this way there's going to be a lot of offers for gafford but teams aren't going to give a lot for a gafford so yeah. it's going to be like can you get in the conversation of what you're trying to do there is if they have if there's a guy on your raw i don't know if there is if there's a guy on your roster that they like a lot that that it's just even if it's like the league consensus is the market value isn't that good but they like Jaden Hardy or right. they like if you're willing to give up, give up Omax. I don't know if they are or not. Um, if you're willing to look at these type of guys, Josh Green, right. Then that might be a deal where the, the draft pick compensation, even if it's not first rounders could get you into that conversation and you can sneak a deal in at the end of the deadline. Like I don't expect the wizards to have a fire sale, but Gafford is definitely, I think um, I would say Gafford to me is more likely than Kuzma to get moved. Yeah, and the Mavs have the, you know, what I call the the lube of the trade deadline is second round picks. They've got a couple of those. So you yeah. can just throw a couple second round picks and maybe they like Hardy that much and you're like, "All right, Hardy, Rashawn Holmes, and then we'll throw you a couple second round picks." Boom. Squeezed it right through. <laughs> Squeezed it right through, right? Like and that could make it do it Gafford. Uh, another player that I wanted to, to talk about, you mentioned backup center. Andre Drummond is a name that's been brought up a lot and I've I've seen a lot of rumors about people and in, in teams interested in him. What's the like, what are they asking for? The Bulls don't seem to want to do anything either. No, they, they don't. <laughs> um, I mean, they want to move Zach. Like, they want to move Zach. They're like, <laughs> we we sure would like to, but I don't. Like know. every every call is like, hey, uh, so we just wanted to see if you were gonna make Zach Levine available. No, no, we were calling about Caruso. <laughs> oh no, not at all. But hey, let me tell you about Zach Levine. Have you heard what he does in the community? Great bowler, Zach. Levine. Like, let me show you this the slam dunk highlights from. Yeah, like constant. <laughs> Um, and I, to the point where like, I'm kind of like, gosh, the, come on, guys. That means pretty good. Um, the feeling I've gotten from Chicago, from what I've heard, is Cruz is not available. DeRozan, it's his call. Like, if, he, if he's like, it's not expiring hey, too, which is. Yeah, like, hey, I probably want a new location. They'll facilitate something. But there hasn't been any sort of indication on that. I keep waiting. Like, everyone's interested in Drummond. Haven't heard anything. Haven't heard a thing. On Drummond, um, which I'm going to assume means that every time that somebody's called, they've been like not really interested. Now, what this may be is that they're having these conversations and hearing what teams are like, what teams are calling are interested, and then they'll line up and try and do um, these la these trade week deals. Some guys I've heard an executive told me this one time that some executives will do the, the, like he did this where it's like you say it constantly no we're not going to do we're not trading him we're not trading him we're not trading him you wait until the monday of trade deadline week and then you say all right we're open for business you got 48 <laughs> hours get your offers in and you try and basically blitz it to get people yeah. to be like overreact to that move 
that maybe that's it with Drummond because he's just he's the be- he's the most veteran best rebounder backup big on the market. Um, he'd obviously be a great fit for Dallas, right? Just big body. You don't have to worry about the size disadvantage. You don't have to play him in all situations. You can play him in a lot of situations. It's six fouls in the Western Conference playoffs <laughs> versus Jokic or whoever. That's right. Like it, there's a lot of value, I think, uh, for having Drummond. But as of right now, I don't really know how to get a market on it because it seems like Chicago doesn't want to move anybody but Zach Levine. And he's on a minimum one deal. So it's just like a weird, he's not signed for a yep. while. So right. you got to weigh that risk too. But yeah, I, I was against Drummond for a while because a lot of Mavs fans thought he's the answer at starting center. And he's not that. But now that they have their answer at starting center and lively, perfect backup. Like absolutely slot him, slot him in there. It'll help them with rebounding. And especially, you know, if lively need uh, gets in foul trouble or whatever, Drummond can, can fill some of that role. And you don't, you can still bench him if you want to go small and try that route too. So. That's definitely one. Coming up, though, P.J. Washington, name that has been mentioned a lot. Are the Hornets even interested in trading him? What would they even want for him? We'll talk about that and more with Matt Moore coming up. Today's episode brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. You can go check out PrizePix and see what they have. All you have to do is pick two to six players and more or less on their stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. For example, got the Super Bowl coming up. Got the big game. Patrick Mahomes, Matt Moore, do you think he's going to get more than half a yard passing? Oh, tough to say. Yeah, he keeps going against these legendary defenses like the Ravens, but uh, yeah, I'll take the over there. Oh, that's right. This, these are your guys, though, the Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor's boyfriend, 69 and a half receiving yards. That's gone nice. down. That's gone down. That was 72 last night when I did the episode. So give me more on that one for sure. Uh, and then let's do, can we do one more Chief? Harrison Butker, one and a half field goals made. This oh, is over. A, this over. is a weird one. because Over. Then you're like, all right, they're not going to score as many touchdowns. So oh, that's great. Over. They stall out in the red zone. Over. You're, you're there for that one. Uh, Pacheco, 65 and a half rush yards, more or less. Uh, under. He'll do uh, receiving yards. Go less than that one. All right. If I put down 20 bucks on all four of those, they all hit. And then I can win 200 on the power play. Uh, so check that out. See what's available for you. It's not just NFL. They've got NBA as well. Check out. All that stuff. It's fun to just be able to watch a bunch of different things while you're watching a game and just to try and hope that Travis Kelsey just gets one more catch. Can you just get one more catch? That's fun when you check it out on Price Picks. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Shut it down. Oh, Let's go. Home. All right, Matt Moore. Let's talk about some wings. Some wings. PJ Washington. Is a name that's been brought up a little bit. There was some, uh, there was like some weird Twitter conspiracy news about him over the summer where he had uh, Dallas in his bio. It turns out he's always had Dallas as his location in his bio, but Mavs fans sure got worked up about it. He didn't get signed and it didn't get signed, didn't get signed. Then finally he got signed to the Hornets. Seemed like they were reluctant to sign him back. What's your, what's your gauge on what the Hornets are doing with PJ Washington now that they've moved Terry Rozier? Looks like, you know, they want to remove. Kyle Lowry, the Gordon Hayward thing, like maybe a buyout. seems like they're trying to move things around, but what's your, what's your gauge on PJ Washington? Yeah. You can tell they're kind of clearing clear the decks under new ownership. Um, yeah. That's definitely the indication there. Uh, I do hear that there's a decent possibility that Lowry does get traded and not bought out. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard that Gordon Hayward is a little bit more dicey with the buyout stuff. Uh, what's interesting though, is I hear, I will say this, I hear Miles Bridges a lot more attached to teams than PJ Washington, including the Mavericks. Like I hear, I've heard Maverick stuff on Miles Bridges for weeks and weeks now. 
Um, now there's another team uh, in the Western Conference in Phoenix that I understand is also is more interested in Miles Bridges than almost anybody. Um, but that's the the name of of the guys on Charlotte that I see them kind of looking for. Now PJ Washington I think is a better fit and a better player and <clears throat> better human. And so like I think that he's uh, a really good like that'd be a really good fit for them. I think the problem is it, Washington outside of Lamelo probably has the most trade value, right? Like he's the one that's probably going to cost the most because he's versatile. He's a three level scorer. And the one thing I've heard about him from personnel guys is they they're like PJ Washington's a pro. Like he's mm-hmm. a guy that approaches the game every. Like he's the guy on that roster that you can feel like is doing the right things every night. Is coachable. Wants to win has the right attitude, plays consistently. And so from that perspective, now maybe that's wrong, uh, but that's what the guys I've talked to have said, uh, that probably makes it a lot harder for them to part with them, not just from a basketball talent standpoint, but also from like, a, hey, we need some guys in this locker room Culture, to kind of count right? on. You don't want to leave LaMelo with nothing but kiddos next year. And so um, I think PJ might be a hard one for them to peel out, especially with their asset package. But if I'm wrong and like the market just isn't there and they decide they want to clear his salary, then yeah, like Dallas should absolutely go for that because he's a phenomenal fit. Like that's a terrific, like he's a guy that um, I always say that the trade deadline, the best thing you can do as a playoff team is look for guys that are going to absolutely flabbergast opposing fans where you want it to be in game three of a series and be like, PJ Washington's (laughs) killing us. That's what you want. And then everyone be like, yeah, PJ Washington's good. So he would be a great pickup for them. But I hear a lot more smoke around miles bridges. This is the this is the one that I made the case for a couple of days ago. Where I'm just like, if you can get it done, get it done. Because the the idea of Grant Williams from the offseason was, can we get some kind of you know big body four that can be versatile? We can move yeah. him around, can be a defensive like uh, the culture piece where he's he's the, the voice of our defense, brings brings an edge, can and can obviously shoot the ball. That was what he was supposed to do. Came in, he's been disappointing as a starter. And, you know, coming off the bench, he still has a couple, he had his bright spots here or there. But, like, if the Mavs look at it and go, all right, we want to do the Grant Williams thing, but we want to do it right this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, then, how about Grant then, Williams, but good? That's, <laughs> that's, that's like, still holding out hope for Grant Williams. You gotta, still, you gotta, still, hold out still hope. my guy. But, yeah, no, P, but PJ Washington, though, it gives you another option there. And they need another guy like that where their, their small ball units have no size, which is an ironic, like an oxymoron things, thing to say. But, like, they don't. They don't have any size there. And PJ Washington could be that guy, like you said, can score and well, on different levels. And and again, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I like Bridges so much because he's so physical, right? Not to. Oh my God. But, yeah, <laughs> well, I, yeah. Right. Uh, but he is like as a player, as a basketball player, he's yeah. so physical. <laughs> okay. um, but like that's and that's one of the reasons why there are so many teams that are interested. Like power forward, you know, I said backup center was like the the highest market value that yeah. or highest sought after. But that's because those are moves that you can make on the margins that don't involve a lot of assets. If we're talking about like starter quality, power forwards are what everyone wants because they this league has gotten it's gotten Not to many. where you got to have like you better be skilled and you better be able to shoot. But you also better have size. You can't be undersized, and so especially in the Western Conference playoffs. And so, um, but yeah, I think PJ would be a good fit there um, from those perspectives. It feels like fours are like the the uh, America Ferrera speech in Barbie. You've got to have, you've got to have, you got to have size, but you got to be quick, but you also got to be able to shoot, but you got to be able to have yes. finesse at the rim, but you also got to like, you got to yes. have all these different things at 100%. once feels like, and it's hard. It's hard to find them. The Mavs tried it with Grant Williams. And it hasn't really worked. And now they're, they're four in a, their ideal starting five is Derek Jones jr. Who's like not a four. So right. it's in a weird spot. A couple other guys, Andrew Wiggins. I, I don't know what to do with Andrew Wiggins. The Warriors don't seem to know what to do with Andrew Wiggins. 
Is he somebody that, you know, they're going to move off of for nothing? Like they just want to get off of the contract. It, it would be such a risk that I, th this is one where I've been like, don't do it Mavs. But if you want to take some kind of risk, I guess, try it. He was so good in that playoff run. My understanding is that they had talks about Kamingo and Kamingo was not happy. And then those talks kind of, as Kamingo got better, those talks then evolved towards Wiggins and they've been in talks for like the last couple of weeks on mm -hmm. Wiggins, the two teams. And so like, I think there's real smoke behind that move. Um, I think it makes sense just from the perspective of like, okay, if Charlotte's going to ask a lot for PJ Washington and the Wizards and the Warriors are going to ask for very little for Andrew Wiggins, mm. is PJ Washington better or that much better, depending on, on how you feel than Wiggins? And if the margin is close and you give up fewer assets because the, the Warriors are just looking to shake things up, then that's maybe the possibility that you get into. Um, and this is another one I think where you look at if there are players on the Mavericks that the Warriors are like, that can work here. And it's always interesting because we do, we always talk about these conversations from a objective market value. X player is better than Y player in a vacuum. There's that's going to factor into the discussion. I'm not saying it's not, it's not considered because it's a starting point, but I will say that teams are a lot more interested in like, Hey, I think that guy works here. Yeah, Whether it's coach right. or assistant GM or, or, or GM or whoever or owner, uh, if it's like, hey, you know, or Tim Hardaway Jr. could really be good here. Like, we think we could really do some stuff with it with Tim Hardaway Jr. or Josh Green or Jaden Hardy or, or you know, Kleba or whoever to give them different options because right now they just need different dudes. They just like that. Then there's a reality on that. Um, you know, I think one of the things that will probably be difficult in that deal is I don't think that the Mavericks that the Warriors would do a deal for Wiggins in a vacuum. I think it's like, hey, we found a landing spot for Clay, and we'll do the Wiggins thing as a tandem. Yeah, And you can get on the hook in those deals, and then the other deal falls apart, and you waited through the deadline waiting on the other team and being like, so, Sounds like a very Mavericks thing to do. Well, and it's like, it's not that, the, that you get hung up because you also, you wind up, from my understanding, at least from talking to people, you're making other calls, yeah. and if you find something better, you just go do that. Right. So you have these other options. Like if PJ Washington falls in your lap, go do that. But you can sometimes get hung up on. We thought we had a deal. And then the Warriors other component fell apart and it, and it changed things. Can't you imagine a 27 percent stake owner just making making the call like Wiggins? Remember in that playoff run, he killed us. Remember that he's, he was so good. We can we can fix him. We can fix him. and like, hey, you know, he had, he had a really good he went. He was a really good, great player on a championship team. Um, right. And I think I'll just say this. Uh, I was down on Wiggins for most of his career. I I do kind of want to give him a break this year because some of the splits are so bad and he's played better. And even the splits have been bad, which to me is more about where Golden State's at. Plus, he had the personal issue last year and it was perplexing right. and weird and we never found out what it was. And that's fine. But the more that he gets removed from that, he might be better and a fresh start might be better. And like all these types of things, as he gets closer to 30, there might be real value there. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Let me know in the comment section of those players we just mentioned. Kuzma, Avdia, Gafford, PJ Washington, Andrew Wiggins, Andre Drummond. Which of those players are you most interested in? Let me know in the comment section. Again, subscribe to the subtext if you want to participate in the mailbag. Go check out Matt Moore on the Action Network. Great stuff all the time. Dropping knowledge, dropping gambling stuff if you're interested in that kind of in that kind of thing. He always knows like which team has had more like one more on rest days and all that kind of all those nuggets. And he's also on locked on nuggets and locked on NBA. So ch go check out Matt Moore and all those things guys. Thanks so much for listening to locked on NBA. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>